Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. Today, we're going to talk about how do you change your name in Florida and maybe why would you want to change your name? So Florida has a statute, 68.07, that has all of the steps that you need to take in order to file a petition for name change to make that happen. So you can either try to do it yourself or, rep or be represented by counsel, um, but I'm gonna give you the nuts and bolts here. Um, there's basically two kinds of name change. One is if you wanna restore your former name or your former maiden name. And then the second type is if you want to be known by it, an entirely new name. So it's not your former name, but you want to change your name to something else. And that requires a little bit more. So let's start with uh, how do you restore your former name? Okay, so you file a petition for name change and there are provisions in the statute, 61.07, subparagraph 3A through L. and. Uh, let's give an example. Subparagraph A, that the petitioner is a bona fide resident and domiciled in the county where the name change is sought. Okay, domiciled and resident, those are both terms of art. They mean something very different in the law. Domicile is where you actually live. Residency is where you intend to maintain a permanent place of abode. Okay, so you can be like, for example, in the military and you're stationed in Germany or Japan, you're domiciled actually in Germany or Japan, but you can maintain your residency in Florida because that's where you intend to return and you maintain a Florida driver's license and a Florida voter's registration card and other indicia of that. But here in the name change statute, you have to be a resident and domiciled in the county in which you wanna file. So that's something you might not really pick up on if you're just reading the statute that you'd want an attorney to explain that for you. Um, so other provisions of the statute, let's look at uh, subparagraph B. If known the date and place of birth of the petitioner, the petitioner's father's name, the petitioner's mother's maiden name, and where the petitioner has resided since birth. Okay, so that's pretty easy and self-explanatory, except maybe where you've resided since birth. If you're changing your name and let's say you're in your 50s and you've maybe lived in five different states and 20 different um, addresses, you're gonna have to go back and find all those addresses and put those in in chronological order because that's what the statute says and that's what the judge will wanna see. Okay, let's look at subparagraph C. So if you're married, the name of the petitioner's spouse, if the petitioner has children, the names and ages each um, and where they reside. Okay. So that again is self-explanatory. Most of these are, you're gonna see in there things like, um, ha, are you doing this uh, to avoid creditors? Have you filed bankruptcy? Have uh, you committed a crime? You know, things like that. Let's look specifically at a couple of um, unique ones. Subparagraph F, whether the petitioner has been generally known or called by any other names, and if so, by what names and where. 
All right, so the court's really asking here, or the statute's asking for, what aliases have you been known by? It's kind of a strange question. I mean, how would they know what alias is if you, if, you know, you might have a nickname that a family member calls you or some neighbor or friend from way back in grade school. Uh, you can put that in. I think, you know, if, if the statute asks for it, you should put it in. Um, they're not really gonna do much with it. I mean, it's not like they're going to that level of a background check on you. Okay, let's look at the next provision. So sub paragraph G, H, and I, you can see it's talking about bankruptcy. It's talking about, have you ever committed a crime? Um, are you trying to, are you a sexual predator? Things like that. Uh, that's pretty important stuff. You have to put that in. If they find out and you haven't put it in, um, arguably it could be considered fraud on the court or perhaps even perjury in your in your um, petition, especially if it's verified. But you're gonna be asked those questions perhaps in the courtroom by the judge, depending on the circumstances. Some judges go through every one of the factors and wanna hear your testimony on it. And some judges are like, ah, you've got a verified petition. You look like an honest person. We're gonna let it slide. Go ahead and sign the final judgment of name change. Okay, so subparagraph K, that the petition is filed for no ulterior or illegal purpose and granting it will not in any manner invade the property rights of others, whether partnership and so forth. All right, what's an ulterior motive? I don't know. I've never even really heard anybody talk about, I've never had a client want to change their name for an ulterior motive. Um, I've never had a client want to change their name because they could have committed a crime or they wanted to avoid creditors or anything like that. Those are all impermissible reasons. So that's all very straightforward. Uh, some of it might be difficult to dig up, but then if the second type or reason to do a name change is to change it not to restore former name, but to get a completely new name. That's where a judge is probably gonna look at it uh, with more scrutiny. And that's where you've got to comply with the provision that requires you to get fingerprints. You've got to submit that uh, to the FDLE, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And also they're gonna submit it uh, to the federal level, to the FBI, to do a federal background check because they want to make sure that it's not being done for some illegal reason um, and they're going to scrutinize that much more. If it's restoring your maiden name, you can do that as part of the petition for dissolution of marriage. Get it done right there at that time. You can always do it later, but then you've got to file a whole new lawsuit and pay another filing fee and pay more legal fees to do it. So if you're going to um, change your, um, restore your maiden name, it's usually best to do it at the time of the uh, divorce. Um, some moms don't want to do that because they want to have the same last name as their children. Um, some moms say, you know what, it's been such a painful divorce. I don't want to be known by the same last name as my husband. So there's a lot of different reasons for doing it and not doing it. It's a personal decision. So I hope this helps. I hope this has been informative. Um, if you've liked the video, uh, hit that like button, um, hit the subscribe if you'd like to uh, be part of the channel. 
um, the bell icon so you don't miss any future videos. Remember, um, I believe your family matters and I wanna provide hope and help your family to successfully navigate the family law process in a healthy way. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed um, putting this on. I'm trying to keep these videos a little shorter. If you've got a comment or a question, please leave that in the, in the section below and I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.